welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast. I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. I am Marta Brummel, and this is the Truth Be Told podcast, episode number two, How to Feel Your Feelings. So good to be here with all of you, and I wanted to just welcome you and to say that the whole idea really behind today's episode about how to feel your feelings is something that I feel super passionate about, um, and I definitely get many questions on it. Uh, It's a core part of what I teach in my coaching business, and I also believe it's a core part of learning how to live this life, this human journey, and, and live it from the inside out. So learning how to feel your feelings, my friends, I believe, and I think it's research will show you, um, it is an essential ingredient to your emotional and mental health. So here we are on today's episode. Um, I wanted to just kind of talk through how we go about feeling our feelings. And first of all, I think to start, what are our feelings to begin with, right? So as a little refresher, um, an emotion or feeling, so they're one and the same in my lexicon. So emotion, if I say emotion, I mean feeling, feeling, emotion, <laughs> same thing. So emotions are, are chemicals released by our brains that cause a vibration in our bodies, okay? So similar to when we take medicine, that will change something in our bodies. This is medicine that our brain produces when we have thoughts, Our brain literally releases chemicals throughout our body because of our thoughts. So some thoughts cause a release of chemicals that feel good, right? And then we have other thoughts that release chemicals that really don't feel so good. So this is just good information to know. It takes a little bit of the mystery, I think, out of it. And for many, and this is something I get asked asked often, How do you get better at feeling your feelings? If it's so important and it's a skill that I need to learn, how do I do this? And especially, how do I learn to feel the ones that I don't want to feel, (laughs) that don't feel so good? And my answer always is, well, it's practice. Like any habit we, we develop in our lives, it requires discipline and awareness and consistency and practice to make it part of our our daily repertoire, Um, but it's absolutely worth your time to make this a commitment and to learn how to build this skill set. So fundamentally, it is essential to to understand the relationship between thoughts and feelings, right? Where do our thoughts and where do our feelings come from? Feelings are just information that your body is feeding you about things you're thinking 
in your mind. So like I said earlier, emotions are chemicals released by our brains that cause a vibration in our bodies. So feelings really never actually hurt you, right? Your body knows what to do with these chemicals. They aren't dangerous, right? They're, they're not dangerous for your body, although sometimes <laughs> I think we, we could all say it certainly feels that way. Most people don't want to experience the ones that feel bad. And yet, they are part of how we're created as human beings. They're part of the human experience. And anthropologically, they can help us avoid danger by keeping us safe. So they're really there for very good reason. Um, They're not that big of a deal if we start kind of looking at them from this perspective. It's my hope that you can actually open your brain and your mind and your heart to, to looking at feelings and thinking about them from a place that's more curious and less judgmental. So when we resist our feelings by wishing they weren't there, right, we typically use numbing agents, which we have at our fingertips in this society and in our modern day. So we have food, we have shopping, we have video games, we have porn, we have drugs, we have alcohol, we have social media, we have phones, things, all sorts of things that we can use to kind of just deny resist, avoid our feelings. And we, I think, are really practiced in getting good at that. And we're less practiced at getting good at truly feeling our feelings. And by not feeling our feelings, they actually get stronger, right? I'm sure some of you might feel like they're, they come out sideways. So what I would want to just argue and kind of just present and encourage you is instead of denying and resisting, consider allowing and understanding there's a life cycle for all of our feelings. And when we allow them to move through our system, they cycle through our bodies and then they're gone. They they come back, but (laughs) they, they move through. So feelings are not about what is happening around you. They are created From where do feelings come? They're created by what is happening within you. The thoughts and beliefs that you're having about what's going on outside of you and in the world and circumstance and people and what's happening or not happening or what people are saying or not doing or saying, whatever may be, we we create our feelings based on the thoughts we have about those circumstances. So, It might be helpful as I think about this to just share a personal illustration of this based on something that's happened in my own life. And I don't know, for those of you listening to this, some of you may know this story, some not. But we moved to Colorado in 2018, um, my husband Craig and me and then our four children, to open a boutique fitness studio in Highlands Ranch. And we invested financially and personally into this brand of Shred 415 um, that's something that we truly wholeheartedly believed in. And the commitment was huge um, and the upside was tremendous. Um, We were excited about building a business and community around wellness. And we, as I said, really believed very deeply in the brand. Uh, It was started in Chicago by a family and another couple And we knew that it was built by really good humans and what they had created in Chicago was really 
quite remarkable, and we wanted to just kind of continue that um, momentum here in Colorado. So without going into too much detail, we opened our doors in September of 2019, and you all probably know where this is going. Only seven months into it, um, with momentum gradually building, COVID hit. And after assessing the situation, it really became very clear to us that what was required to make it a go, considering all the competing forces at play, was going to be a significant price and ultimately really too great a price. Um, And the reality of getting it to where it needed to be to thrive and where it really deserved to be, um, it was beyond our means. And so in May... After many conversations and lots of reflection, we made the decision to shut the doors. Suffice to say, it was devastating. And this is where my coaching kicked in to high gear because, and this was a personal coaching (laughs) kicking into high gear, because my feelings about all of this, about the circumstance, were initially truly overwhelming. And what were raining, you know, the feelings reigned were sadness, fear, anger, frustration, disillusionment, um, uh, guilt. Um, it was it was heavy, and I had to step back from it all and remind myself that we were closing shred. And when we made that decision, at the you know at the heart of all of this, it's a neutral circumstance meaning closing those doors doesn't make me feel anything until I attach a thought to it. And that for me was kind of a aha, like, you know what? Here I teach this. I got to put, you know, kind of walk the walk here. And this is a really tough situation and I feel like I'm in the fire and what better time to kind of, you know, put this into play. So I, you know, had to remind myself that no matter what the outcome I was believing thoughts that created more fear and sadness in my being because of the way I was thinking about things. I was feeling like we were letting people down and I was terrified of the financial ramifications and I was worried about my husband. I was worried about our family. I was all these things of just these beliefs I was having around it, right? But I had to remind myself the circumstance of closing the studio did not make me feel one way or another. It really, truly was my thoughts about it that were causing my feelings. Honestly, it's always our thoughts that cause our feelings. So ultimately, it is what you know we make the outcome mean in our minds. So let's kind of you know step back from this and recognize the narrative, the story, right? Whatever we're telling ourselves about a particular circumstance. Whatever we're telling ourselves that's going to mean for us and for our families or for those that are impacted by our decisions or someone else is making a decision and we're impacted, we're, we're weaving a narrative, right? We're telling a story based on these circumstances. And it's good to understand and be conscious about what we make any outcome mean. So what are the thoughts in, in your brain? What are the sentences in your mind that are cycling through about what will happen if a certain circumstance plays out, Right. It's beneficial to remember that regardless of the outcome, we are always afraid of how we are going to feel because of the outcome. It is not the circumstances that cause our feelings. It's our thoughts. And our thoughts in this situation are what are 
we are believing about the future, right? So we're always the arbiters of our thoughts and how we choose to move through something. And we get to choose our attitudes in any and all circumstances. So our thoughts can create a lot of unnecessary suffering. And that's something that's good for us to know. And who's in charge of our thoughts? But we are responsible for our thoughts, right? And feeling that we have no say-so in our suffering is super disempowering. It creates a feeling of powerlessness. And you know what? As I found and I've found in my life, powerlessness feels awful. And I know that when I feel powerless, I act and behave in ways that don't serve me or the people that I love. So we always have a say in how we respond to our suffering. And we always have a say in how we respond to any and all circumstances. No human and no circumstances can take that away from us. So when you remember that, you're no, you no longer have to live in fear of the future. It's really quite liberating. When you remember that you can move forward with courage and hope and empowerment rather than fear and helplessness, knowing that you can show up to meet whatever life has in store for you with your mind and thoughts that are so powerful and can create either that sense of courage and strength and determination and dignity, or you can go back to feeling desperate and lost and fearful and helpless. It's a choice, right? So I had to kind of step back from our situation and choose how to think about the circumstance of closing shred and then choosing how to navigate that closing. So I know that this is a way I choose to show up in my life. Truly, whatever is in front of me, I, I really choose to come at it from that place of how will it best serve me? How will I best show up? And then go about creating a narrative and a story around it that's believable for sure, but is more helpful and useful than a story that creates more of that fear and paralysis, right? So um, I just, again, want to just value the fact that feelings in, in themselves, they're neither good nor bad, right? And all feelings are legitimate, um, feeling sadness and pain and fear is just as possible in the circumstance that I was sharing about shred as much as it would be about feeling that sense of courage and strength and determination and dignity. So the information that my feelings were kind of feeding me, um, it was good and helpful information because my narrative was kind of directing me in that direction. And I didn't want to resist them or deny them, um, but I did want to understand why they were there in the first place. And then I had to get busy about shifting them and softening them and changing them to a narrative and a story that actually helped me show up differently and helped me serve me and my family and, frankly, our shredders. So, as I said, feelings carry with it good and helpful information 
And it's essential to feel all feelings and then choose going forward if the thoughts and beliefs you have around a particular circumstance are serving you and helping you show up, that's something you get to kind of decide. Is that the case? Or is there another way maybe I could entertain looking at this situation and believing that creates more beneficial and useful feelings that ultimately then generate the actions and results that I really truly desire? So most of us resist our feelings. And because, and guess what? No one really taught us how to be present with our feelings. And yet, being human is about feeling feelings. Everything we do or don't do is because of a feeling we want or don't want. Our feelings run our motivation, um, and frankly, or lack of motivation. Just depends on the quality of our thoughts. So everything we do is because of our feelings. And we spend a lot of time resisting these feelings. And instead, I'd like to help you and I think really get the message out there that instead of avoiding and distracting and reacting to our feelings, let's get really good at feeling them, right? And then how do we do this? So the first step, it's an important skill. And it's how to hold space for any feeling without judgment. It just is. No good or bad just is. And as humans, I think it's really hard. It's part of being human that we judge and we have opinions, and that's not a bad thing. But when it comes to feelings, when we have judgments or opinions about our feelings, guess what? We often resist and react and distract them. Instead, if we can learn to hold space for all of our feelings without judgment, right? and recognize they're all normal and natural parts of being human, without that judgment, it allows us to feel and experience it more freely. And that, my friends, is power. So along with you know, learning how to hold space for it, you allow it to be there, and you open yourself up to it and breathe through it. Allow it to be, and acknowledge it without judgment. So you notice it, really, right? You are not your feelings. So noticing it, noticing the feeling, and then creating some space from it, understanding that that feeling, whatever that feeling is, won't consume you. It isn't you, right? You get to be the compassionate observer of it. You can be the watcher and recognize that you're the human experiencing it and you have the awareness of experiencing it. That's power right there. Then from there, you get to learn how to describe it. Where is it in your body? What does it feel like? So for me, if I were to give an example of a feeling that I have on, you know, fairly regularly, stress, I know where it feels, where I feel it in my body. And I get really specific and I ask my clients to get specific about their feelings. Where is it in your body, right? And I feel stress in my head. Uh, I often feel that heaviness and there's like a headachey kind of feeling and I get a little fuzzy or more, you know, my breathing gets a little more shallow. And sometimes I get a little bit of tightness in my throat um, and I'm just a little more agitated. I'm, I'm a little more snappy and judgy. So based on this description, right, I can kind of give you this, this lowdown of what stress feels like in my body. And someone from the outside might be saying, well, that's not that big of a deal, right? But 
for many, when they're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, what's the tendency to avoid? But instead, when we kind of focus on what the vibration sensation is in the body, it gives us a little bit of distance. And then we're like, well, that's not such a big deal. We don't need to run and avoid this as much as, okay, it's here. And it's here because of the way we're thinking. So it just gives you that, that sense of, of awareness and non-judgment and curiosity and observer mode, right? And then from there, you can kind of move into describing it and what it feels like and lessen its power. And then start naming them, right? Learning what these feelings are in your body. Name them. Is it fear? Is it, is it um, frustration? Is it anger? Is it sadness? Is it... Is it, um, uh, I don't know, what was I saying? Like stress. The more specific you can get about what it is, the better. And, you know, interestingly, I spoke uh, to a client the other day, and when I asked her how she was feeling, she said that she was down. And so then I said to her, interesting, I said, are you down or are you feeling down? And she said, oh, right. I'm feeling down. I am not down. I am feeling down. And I said, so even when we kind of give you that perspective, how does that feel? I am feeling down versus I am down. She's just slightly a little bit better actually, because it's not me. It's a feeling I have. I said, good, pay attention to that because that's powerful. And then from there I said, tell me more about your feeling down. And she said, well, I, you know, I am feeling a little sad and discouraged. And I said, good, okay, this is helpful. This gives more insight into what is going on. It's not just down. It's actually really being more granular, sad, and discouraged. And once she used these words, she was able to say, you know what? I already feel a little bit better by being able to name what it is I'm actually feeling. And then we were able to understand why she was feeling that way because of the thoughts she was having around a particular situation. So again, it's validating. It's not saying any of these feelings are bad, but it's understanding what they are and from where they're coming. So I think asking yourself questions about what it feels like in your body is really helpful. Um, and it, rem- it helps you remember that you're, you're only feeling this feeling because of sentences in your brain and the chemicals released into your body from your brain that are you know, expressing these feelings and they have a life cycle and they're going to move through, right? So I just find that to be super helpful. And then from there, the willingness to be with these emotions, these feelings. It's almost like I like to think about these as uninvited visitors um, to my home that come to the door and they're knocking on the door. And I have the choice and decision to either open the door, welcome them in, have them sit on the couch, hang out, get to know them, be curious about them, or I can deny and choose to buffer and to not answer that door and let them pass by for right now, knowing they're not going anywhere far. They're going to be back but I'm just not up for feeling them. Okay, that's fine, but it's a choice. So I've gotten really good at welcoming them in because I've noticed that when I do that, they move through more quickly. And it doesn't offer this kind of you know, obstacle in my way where when I'm denying feelings, they're gonna come back uh, around again and sometimes even stronger and sometimes sideways. And so why not just deal with them when they're here? So. That's something, it's a practice, and I've gotten better and better at that as I've gone along. 
And, you know, again, I think it's super duper helpful to understand from where my feelings are coming and understanding the power and control I have there, which is my narrative, my story, my beliefs, my thoughts. So back to what I was saying in terms of the visitors and these feelings. So I, this is something that's really helped me um, and I'd like to share it with you guys and I've shared it with many clients and that is there's some feelings that I'll welcome in. They'll sit on the couch and I'll think they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So you know what? Instead, I'm just going to throw them in my backpack, my figurative backpack or literal backpack because God knows all of you, many of you college students have backpacks or high school students or grad students, whatever it may be. You have backpacks or those of you who have purses or bags or whatever it may be. And when you have a feeling that you know is going to stick around for a little while, it might be possibly a daily companion of yours because for many, anxiety is a visitor every day. Okay, fine. Throw those babies in your backpack, right? And just know that they're there. They're going to be your daily companion. You carry them with you, but they are not you. And you get to choose when they're getting a little too heavy to kind of take a break. Sit down, put your feet up, take the bag off your back. But then once you're back up and you're on the horse, you get that backpack back on and you're like, all right, let's go. I got you. It's a little uncomfortable. It's a little heavy today. But you know what? I'm going to allow for you to be with me. This is powerful. It's almost like it allows for this feeling to just be. It's less resistant. It's less of a fight. It's more of an accepting. And with that, typically these, these feelings have a way of dissipating more quickly and um, they lessen their power over us. And that to me is, you know, that's a win all around. So I think in summary, I would just say that emotions are never bad or wrong. They simply are, you guys. And really sit with how radical that idea is. Nothing you're feeling or could ever feel in this world like your sadness, your anger, shame, jealousy, fear, loneliness, any of that. None of those feelings are bad or wrong. Negative thoughts and emotions are part of life for everyone. There's no reason to feel shame for experiencing the full range of human emotions. And remember, suffering is part of the human condition. Emotions simply are. And the purpose of this work isn't to help you judge your experience of the world. On the contrary, it's simply meant to help you understand it, to explore what you're creating in life and why. You can simply accept feelings. You can simply accept yourself. Whatever you're feeling, whatever you do or do not change, however you change or don't change, my friends, and this is the magic because it will set you free. All right, you guys, until next week, take good care of you and ride the waves of this wild and wonderful human journey. You got this. Much love and blue skies from Colorado. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. 
I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.